I'm an entrepreneur with a mission to share unique business experiences, tips of the trade, and entrepreneurial advice through fun and easygoing conversations with pros and peers. I'm Cassie, and I'm your host. Let's grab drinks after work every Thursday as we banter and brainstorm. With a shot of business and a splash of pleasure, this is the Mastermind Mixer. Attention photographers, are you looking for a comprehensive step-by-step system to help you streamline your photography business and achieve consistent results? Look no further. I want to talk to you about the Photography Framework, a company owned by my friend, Ali Ray Haney. It's a game-changing resource designed to elevate your photography skills and grow your business. The Photography Framework offers an all-inclusive, easy-to-follow program that covers everything from client management and workflow to marketing strategy and post-production techniques. By implementing the proven strategies in this program, you'll be able to create stunning images, attract more clients, and boost your income, all while saving time and reducing stress. As a special offer to our loyal Mastermind Mixer listeners, we're giving you an exclusive 20% discount on the photography framework. To claim this amazing deal, simply use code Cassie Lane at checkout. Don't miss this opportunity to take your photography business to the next level. Visit the photography framework today and use code Cassie Lane, that's K-A-S-S-I-E-L-A-Y-N-E for 20% off. Transform your passion into a profitable, sustainable business and start enjoying the success you've always dreamed of. Happy shooting! Joining us today is Becky Peters of BX Bookkeeping, a seasoned accountant who has carved her own path. She sees her role as bridging the gap between accountants who speak only in numbers and entrepreneurs who want to understand their financial landscape, a unique perspective that I think we can all appreciate. From paying bills to processing sales tax, sending out invoices, and even navigating the unique challenges of things like COVID-related tax deductions, Becky's work goes beyond mere data entry. Becky and I were teammates in college, and I remember her being the newbie on campus, but there was always something about her. She was so charismatic and so fun. So it doesn't surprise me that her perspective is one of an accountant who can not only talk to other tax accountants, but can also engage entrepreneurs in meaningful conversations about their business's financial standing. In a landscape where many are intimidated by the IRS taxes and, dis- and deductions, myself included, Becky brings a refreshing approach, helping clients not only to navigate these complex waters, but also to leverage opportunities and save a buck where they can. Her passion for her work is palpable and her insight is invaluable, whether you're new to bookkeeping or have had good and bad experiences in the past. If you've ever felt overwhelmed by financial statements or wondered about the difference between an accountant and a CPA, this episode is definitely for you. Tune in as we unravel the world of bookkeeping with Becky, discover how she differentiates herself from standard bookkeepers and explore her vision for her business in the years to come. Get ready to take notes and possibly even get inspired to take control of your financial destiny. Whether it's the 100% write-off on meals during the pandemic or understanding the nuances of balance sheets, Becky's wisdom will shed light on areas of your business's financial landscape that you might not have even considered. Grab a glass of wine, sit back, and enjoy the conversation with Becky. Hi, Becky Peters. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Um, I would love for you to take a minute and tell us who you are and what you do, and um, then we'll dive in. Yeah. um, My name is Becky Peters. I am an accountant, and I run my own bookkeeping company. Um, essentially what that means is I prepare financial statements for companies. Um, I have clients big and small, um, but 
yeah, the main function is preparing financial statements. And then we do other things like pay bills, um, you know, general guidance on different things that are going on within the company, you know, cash flow statements, anything that essentially helps the business owner uh, run their business from a, the financial statement perspective, um, yeah. we support with. So, um, okay, I'm like so invested in this because I got a bookkeeper for the first time this year. Okay. And um, I don't know, um, like I have no baseline whether I had a, like a good experience or a bad experience. So tell me about like what that looks like, um, both annually and then specifically like tax season. What does that look like, especially for like uh, smaller businesses? Sure. Yeah. So I, I think one thing I found and why this space is so interesting for me is because you basically have a bookkeeper who can be someone who's just basically doing basic data entry, which is fine. You need you need that. And then you can have someone who's more full service, like I said, paying bills, helping processing sales tax, collecting payments on invoices, sending out invoices. You know, there's a whole menu of things that um, a bookkeeper could do. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm an accountant, and, and I say that different than a CPA, um, essentially the same, except CPA has a certification, uh, but I essentially have all the credentials of a CPA besides passing the actual CPA exam. Mm-hmm. Um, and But that means I can talk the language of accounting. A- accounting is a language, right? And Do I know I, that? It's a foreign <laughs> language. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it definitely is a language, and... Um, I am a better bookkeeper than others, I would argue, because I know the accounting language. I know mm-hmm. how to talk to tax accounts. I know how to talk to entrepreneurs as well, which I'm finding is much different because you have a lot of accounts who can speak the language, but then they're what my mom would call uh, bean counters more than they are entrepreneurs, oh, right? Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, so that's how I would uh, kind of differentiate um like what you, you know, do versus like a standard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think, um, yeah. And a lot of people also think CPAs, you know, tax accountant versus accountant, what's the difference, right? In my mind, you need a tax accountant who knows the tax laws for your state and the federal government. You, someone who knows what to file, when to file, like those are all things as American citizens and American businesses we need to do. Right. Yeah. And then, um, uh, an accountant like me, I can help you not only prepare your financial savings, but we can also talk about how to save on taxes. Because what, what I'm also finding nowadays is that a lot of tax accountants, they're just focusing on the filing, not necessarily on how to help reduce a business owner's um, tax bill. Yeah. For example, um, and, and that's not like a, a, a dig or anything. It's just that their focus is like the filings and like you give them information sure. and they file the Correct. Like they, forms, they're doing basically. the minimum. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, so, like one thing you know, interesting that happened during COVID was that meals are generally a 50 percent deduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but during COVID for 21 and 22, uh, you could write off 100 percent of those deductions. Now, is that going to make or break a business? No. But I think, and I informed my clients that you know th- this is a change that happened. So if you're going to go out to eat you know, just keep in mind that this is 100% versus 50. And now in 2023, we're back to 50%. Um, And so there's different things like that. You know, I work with a lot of, um, I have some of some friends of mine, actually, who've got some influence on on social media and whatnot. And essentially, they've started a business and they have barely realized it. So I'm like, I'm, you know, going through the basics. Are we writing off a home 
office deduction. Right. Uh, when when we when her when uh, you know my friend and I go out to eat, that is now a deduction because we are business partners rather right. than just friends getting a meal. Right. So. There are those things I like to keep in mind. I probably keep them in mind too often. <laughs> I talk about deductions probably a little too often, but um, you know, I think people can appreciate me trying to save them a buck. So, um, so, and I know that your wife has her own small business. Does she? Is she contracted? Is she? Does she work on her own, or does she work for a company? No, she she works for herself. So she runs a company uh-huh. called Makeup by Flynn, and um, they provide hair and makeup services. Uh, for weddings. Oh my gosh, um, she's so lucky fashion. to just, like, have you in the house. This is- oh, <laughs> you, thank you, Cassie. Thank you. <laughs> Flynn, you hear that? Um, yeah, no, I, it, yes. <laughs> it can be very uh, nifty when she can just say, can you update this invoice or can you do this? Or, yeah. You know, and so- just, like, know the parameters. Because, right, like, as small business owners, like, we're supposed to, I feel like there's an expectation that we just, like, know all the things. Um, but when it comes to, like, IRS and taxes and mm-hmm. deductions, it can get like really overwhelming and it's kind of scary, right? Cause like, and you know, I think that I can speak for um, a larger portion of us to say that like, sometimes you're like, I'm going to go to jail. You're like, I'm not even <laughs> trying and they're just going to come and like, I'm going to do something wrong on my taxes and it's all going to be over. Like <laughs> that is so funny. I mean, that's so funny. Yeah. I would love to have just like somebody be like, Hey babe, like, Am, is this legal? <laughs> like, am I good here? Like, are things good? Wow. You yeah. know, okay, so that's hilarious. Um, what I find actually is almost the opposite. Some people are so timid that I'm actually the one saying, no, you can write that off. He's, no, and like, I think that's probably true, but like I, I play so scared in the game of like yeah. the unknown, right? Like I see mm-hmm. like memes all the time that are like, uh, the IRS knows exactly how much you spent, exactly how much you owe, but they want you to figure it out. And then when you get it wrong, you get fined. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, who, is, basically. who is your ideal client? Like who for like the bookkeeping or like, where do you see your business going? Um, tell me more about like what this looks like in five years for you. Uh, good people, good vibes, honestly. Um, Industry doesn't, I, matter. industry doesn't matter. Industry. So my, my clients are not inventory heavy. So inventory is a, can be a separate animal if you're doing it right, mm-hmm. because you have to, you know, account for the ins and outs and different things like that. So, um, the financial statements, there's two main bits of the financial statements, the income statement and balance sheet. Most businesses can get away with just having an income statement because that's essentially what you use for the tax return. And at the end of the day, that's what a lot of people are trying to accomplish when they're putting together financial statements, right? How much money did, how much income did I bring in? How much money went out the door? What's up over? Right. Um, the balance sheet, items on the balance sheet, um, it, I don't know if it's not more complicated necessarily. It's just more to it, right? So an inventory is an asset and that would go on a balance sheet. You know, if you have lines mm-hmm. of credit, that's a liability that goes on the, um, the balance sheet. Uh, so I, um, yeah, I work with, with companies that don't have a lot of inventory. Cause again, that just requires more tracking. And to be honest, the most difficult part about some of these things is just getting the information from sure. the clients. So yeah. if I'm not on site, um, knowing how much inventory is coming in and out, um, that can be, that can be difficult not to say, you know, I, I'm actually working with an e-commerce brand that has, um, clothing and, and they'll have inventory. Um, so do you think oh, like, would that. it be, it, 
would it be smart for somebody who has e-commerce to um, allocate a budget to have somebody in-house for that? It depends on how big your business is. Okay. Um, yeah, it definitely depends on how big your business is. Um, and like what, what you're trying to accomplish too. Um, cause like different, you know, leaders of businesses have different skill sets, right? I'm, I'm, I, I actually have a client who, um, the, one of the founders is a very finance heavy and now they have a new CEO who's more marketing heavy. So before my role was essentially like a bookkeeper, like just straight up data entry. But now I'm seeing what's happening and I'm like, no, you need more support from me. I'm not saying this directly, but I'm just doing things and and providing more value because um, uh, things that are normally seen by the the old finance CEO founder is not going to be seen by the new more marketing Marketing. CEO. So... um, so who who you have on your team, I think, depends um, on, like, who you would bring in full ha- full time and in-house um, mm-hmm. and also, like, what, what your budget is, right? If you don't have the budget to spend, you know, full time on someone, then you, you hire someone that can do a few hours a month for you um, to get things done. And you may not have all the fancy reports you would want because you can't yet afford that full time person to do that. Sure. But, you know, uh, there's... I think that's okay. Yeah. Um, when so you're, like when you're starting out. So mm-hmm. how do you, oh, sorry to get back to the question. Um, so at, in the bookkeeping space that you are out on your own doing, how does that grow? What, what, what's next? Yeah, that's actually what I'm doing now, Cass. So um, building out a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working with different people now. Um, I'm actually trying a model. I, I'm not, I wasn't, I don't know. I'm just trying a model of actually, uh, I'm working with some Fordham students actually. Nice. And, um, for everybody really listening, good. Becky and I were teammates at Fordham right. in college. So that's right. She's calling that's me right. Cass. She's throwing out <laughs> Fordham. That's we, we go way back. <laughs> Cass is my girl. Cass is my girl. Um, so yeah. And I'm having them support me with like a lot of the basic bookkeeping data entry functions. Cause again, for most companies, a lot of my clients, that's like the meat and potatoes of what needs to get done. Like we can't even talk about budgeting or forecasting or cash flow if we don't have the PL, you know, prepared, right. right. So that needs to get done. Um, and that's actually going pretty, pretty, pretty well. Um, uh, of course they go out and get full-time jobs as, as they should. Um, but you know, I, I encourage everyone to have a side hustle. Uh, right. One, because you get access to the tax code. So if you have a full-time <laughs> job and you have a side hustle, now you get the home office deduction. Now yeah. certain meals are deductible. Now certain travel is deductible. You're, you can write off your phone bill. Some businesses right. you know, will pay for your phone bill. But you just get access to the tax code, unlike just a W-2 earner. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, so hopefully that, that works out pretty well. Um, so building out team, definitely. And then also actually just now, I mean, I've been, so I've been doing this full time for two years, but I've been actually side hustling this business since like, mm, uh, 2015. Wow. So about eight years, this has been like, I've had a few clients on the side that I've been able to maintain with a full-time job. Mm -hmm. Um, but just two years ago, I went out full time and just now before, uh, word spread, you know, cause people, uh, I got business basically through word of mouth. Sure. But now I'm actually asking for referrals, um, which I've never done before. I would plant seeds um, with different, you know, companies or people that I wanted to work with. 
And sometimes that would be like the most marketing I would do is say, Hey, who, do you have a bookkeeper? Like, what do you do for bookkeeping? Yeah. Um, and sometimes those seeds, sometimes it's like, Oh my God, I've been looking for you. And sometimes it's like, no, nah, I'm good. And then a year later they're like, Oh, okay. We're actually looking for, for this role now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. so now I'm actually just asking people I know I'm looking to see like what companies would possibly need somebody uh, or this service, um, and then going to offer it to them. I want to take a moment and talk to you about Dubsado, an incredible all-in-one business management platform designed to help you streamline your processes, elevate your client experience, and save time on the tasks that matter the most. Dubsado offers a wide range of features, including client relation management, project tackling, invoicing, and so much more. It's the perfect tool to help you grow and manage your business with ease. And because we love Dubsado and our listeners so much. We have a special offer just for you. Use code Cassie Lane at checkout to get 20% off your first month or year with Dubsado. That's right. You're going to get 20% off when you sign up and you use the code Cassie Lane. That's K-A-S-S-I-E-L-A-Y-N-E. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to simplify your business and focus on what truly matters. Visit Dubsado.com D-U-B-S-A-D-O.com and use code Cassie Lane today. Now let's get back to the conversation. Let me just like selfishly ask. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So are you only serving those in, you're based in New York City. So are you only serving those within New York or what does that look like? No, I I mean, I'm open to any company, um, anywhere really. Uh, Mm -hmm. New York has been my bread and butter because that's where I'm based and that's where my my business started. Um, so I just again, want to hear about like the laws and uh, different tax things that you need to know from state to state, or is that like, is it all federal? So you're good. Like what is, yeah. So, so that's why I think everyone should have a tax count and based upon your state as well. I mean, most see, here's the thing. If you want to like, if you want to be the most intentional and, and get the most out of, um, like filing your taxes, I think you should have someone who's local to your state laws because they're just going to know the in and outs of a California or Michigan or Florida. Well, Florida doesn't have state tax. That's another thing. You might, you could, you could save a whole bunch of money just by moving to a state with no state tax. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think you're just going to get more value out of someone who knows, uh, that, that, that tax return, um, than someone who just does like anywhere. I mean, at the end of the day, and that's that's what most people do. They just file because you know, either they don't care, they don't want to think about it, or so that's you know, what you're saying. Like them. when you were talking about the data entry. So like if you get somebody that might not be like fully versed on your state's um, parameters, you might not be getting like the best value, and now you're you're not necessarily like in a bad spot, but you're not in the best spot that you could be in. Yeah. So I think, so from a bookkeeping perspective, a financial statement is a financial statement. That's the beautiful thing about accounting. If you go internationally, there's some differences in how things are accounted for, but for the most part, most businesses run on a cash basis and Mm -hmm. that's pretty straightforward from a financial statement perspective. Mm -hmm. On the state by state thing, that's more of your tax accountant. So you want a tax, I think everyone should have a tax accountant. Even if you know you could do it in TurboTax, I think it's valuable to have a network and to have someone to reach out to when the law changes or, or anything happens, really, your life changes. Um, yeah. And uh, you'll already have that relationship that you can reach out to and have someone help you file your taxes. So I think everyone should actually have a tax accountant. Um, and that person needs to be, you know, keeping up to date with the tax laws and making sure that they're, um, 
you know, doing things timely and having you fill out the right forms. Yeah. Um, so on that front, you definitely want a, a, a tax accountant. And that could be a, most, a lot of people use that synonymously with CPA. Um, CPA doesn't necessarily have to be a tax accountant. You could have a CPA who's an auditor who knows nothing about taxes, right? Mm. So a tax accountant, and that can be an enrolled agent even, just someone who specializes in filing taxes. And then on the bookkeeping front, you want someone who can prepare your financial statements. I think, you know, thinking about the tax code. So like federally, everyone has to file what, no matter what state you're in. You can be in right. Florida, zero state taxes. You still have to pay Uncle Sam, sure. right? So so I, I really, you know, for me personally, I, I keep up with the, as, as much as I can with those updates, like the 50% meal versus 100%, that was on the federal level. Mm -hmm. um, so that way, when I'm preparing financial statements, I can I can make suggestions and uh, add value as much as I can. Got it. That's you're like blowing my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you also do um, correct me if I'm wrong that you have this meetups or something like you were doing these meetups right before. Mm -hmm. when you were tell me about tell me about that. Yeah. So that was definitely pre-COVID. COVID, I took a okay. pause and then I haven't really kept up kept up with it. Um, but that was really fun. So one of my first loves is actually personal finance, which is kind of, you know, definitely overlaps with business. Um, but just having, you know, talking to, if you talk to any one of my friends, they'll, they'll tell you like, you know, the, there's certain topics that I can just kind of go off on, but yeah, just, I mean, first of all, just people having an interest in their own financial well-being. Actually, the, mo the thing you really need to start with is why, like, why are you even making money? Like, why are you even going to work? Like, what's the, what's the point? Right. And you know, I think it's a lot easier to, um, without a goal in mind, without something like that, you, that you're, that you're working so hard for, you'll probably not, it's, it's much harder to save. Oh, right. Absolutely. But if you have a goal, yeah. uh, like celebrating my birthday in Italy and renting out a villa for a month, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, if that's a goal of yours, then sacrificing now and working harder now is going to be much easier right uh, to do so, so i think it's so easier to justify when you can say like where it's all going and what it's all for for sure 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah um so so i think everyone no matter if you're an entrepreneur business owner if you're just a regular person everyone should like know why they're working so hard yeah. and then from there you know okay now now it makes sense to like go to a meetup where we're going to talk about how to invest money like why right. would you do that on a saturday morning you know <laughs> um yeah so so, I do. Yeah, we, I will say, yeah. like you're saying that that was like pre-COVID. Like I, I hope that there is somewhere in the future where you bring that back because I, I remember seeing those happening and being like, damn, like that's nice. Like to just mm -hmm. have like people our age that because mm -hmm. like I grew up in a generation where like investment was like sticking it up under the mattress. You know, like our parents were like, <laughs> you know, they're not really. And now, um, just like no better, do better. Um, I, mm -hmm. but it's like hard to find people that a you trust and B, that you can relate to. And that uh, like, you know, Mark and I have a financial advisor, but um, in the beginning, I always felt like when we went, I'm like, you're not even talking to me. Like you're talking to him and like, I'm making money too. Mm. Like why? So I would have, wow. I would have loved that um, way back when to just be like, Hey, we're all like same age, same hustle, like same mindset. Like let's meet up and talk money. Like, and there's no pressure. We're just all like getting together. So I, you were onto something with that. You were onto something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm glad you said that because, uh, yeah, I've been looking for the spark to kind of get that started again. Um, to be honest, it was COVID happened, and then not too long after that, I started doing my my business full time. So that's sure. really been my main focus. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, if you get that started, like there's referrals too. Like, yeah, for sure. People that are, sorry, like not to get like all in it, but like that would be an easy source. Like you're so, you're so good with people and like, you're such a good, um, like social butterfly. It would, I feel like there's something there. I feel like there's something there. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. And you know, my, my thing, I'm so like, I actually love not being a financial advisor or a real estate agent or a mortgage broker. And I mean, I have, I have plenty of people in my network who are those things, but it's mm-hmm. so much easier to talk to people when I literally don't have anything to sell you. Yeah. So like, if you're talking to a real estate agent, if, cause I love real estate. One of my favorite investments is real estate. So if I'm talking about real estate and I'm a real estate agent, you, there's a natural like bias I have, even if I'm not even trying, I'm just trying to talk to you as a friend, right. you know? So, um, cause I thought about like doing something like that to, I don't know, just to like be more educated, have some credibility and to actually be able to make, and also to be able to, um, financially benefit from helping people like sure. buy a house. But I've talked to girl, I've connected so many people and just even having the conversation of like how to do it step by step, because it can be, um, you know, like you said, uh, uh, there, there are some people who, you know, didn't grow up in a house that they owned. So like right. having a mortgage, like that's not even a thing even right. spoken of. And then even in my house where we did grow up in our, in a house that we owned, you, you bought a house to live in, not to, not to, make it an investment and rent right. out, you right. know? So, um, so, I, you know, it was, I had to find other ways to, I had to figure out what I was, why I was doing it and then how I was going to do it. So real estate was, was one of the vehicle is still one of the vehicles of, um, my financial goals. And, uh, you know, I had to find the information out that was going to help me, um, to get there too. Yeah. So. I think that even if it wasn't the vessel, if the goal wasn't to make money, I think you would find that it would be, a little flow just because people like people are going to trust you like you're a trustworthy honest person so mm. i think that it would be like i'm even thinking now i'm like even from this conversation i'm like i need to talk to becky like i need <laughs> <laughs> like we need to have a discussion yeah. like so i think i don't know i think that um it's something worth exploring for sure yeah yeah um, definitely tell me real quick about uh, is this italy trip for a month actually happening <laughs> That's, that's, that's one of the goals. And you know, what's funny, you know how like, um, people talk about, uh, having a, a visual, a vision board, right? Yeah. A vision board. Yeah. And I've never spent the time to make one, but you know what I realized I did. What I do while I work is that I'll have videos on in the background. to just like, you know, keep, keep me yeah. just something like to listen to. And I've watched so many, there's this awesome channel that just does these, uh, they're a real estate agent and they show, they do videos of houses, these beautiful villas in Italy. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'll spend like a week straight just watching those videos. And then I'm like, oh, I should have like, a, cause I have a space in front of my wall, actually in front of my computer. I'm like, oh, I should put something up there. And I'm like, no, I have a, a, a YouTube uh, vision board. Like that yeah. is my vision board <laughs> of like just being motivated. I'm sitting in front of my computer doing work, sometimes doing work when I don't feel like it. But then I see these beautiful villas. I'm like, oh, yeah, I want that experience. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for, for my 35th, that's the goal. So that would be in two years. Oh Holy God, crap, a that. year and a half, actually. Well, actually, I would go in the fall. So, yeah, two years from now. That's um, but, yeah, just, like, spending a month, like, renting something for a month and just living out in Italy in the Tuscany oh, hills. I love that. that. Uh, yeah, drinking wine from the vineyard right next door, maybe some local olive oil. Yeah, yeah that would be... Um, 
the dream, an amazing right? birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so while we're on the topic of um, <laughs> vacation and happy places, tell me what you're drinking while we're there. We're this is an mastermind <laughs> yeah. mission after all. So I, I hear wine, but like, what's what's our drink of choice? Uh, uh you know what's funny? I actually so I tend to like things that I have a good memory from. And I was actually in Italy with my mom and two of my siblings, and we went to um, this vineyard where they had Chianti. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just, it's funny because in America, when you go to um, a vineyard and you do wine tasting, you know, they have a flight for you and you taste it and da, da, da. But out there, they literally put bottles of wine on our table, some fresh bread and olive oil, and then left us. Yeah. So it was the best wine tasting experience I've ever had. So Chianti is definitely a favorite oh, of red that. wine. I definitely uh, associate drinks with experiences as well. Yeah. I, I can I can see that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another favorite is... Um, uh, whiskey ginger so that actually came from ireland flynn and i were in ireland and um uh we went to a pub and and the bartender like showed us how to properly pour a whiskey ginger so oh, nice. that was a fun um experience wow that's awesome that's mm-hmm. awesome well becky thank you so much um it has been you're, you're just a wealth of knowledge and I'm super, I'm legitimately might email you after this. <laughs> Please. Please yeah. do. Yeah. So, um, tell us where we can find you and, um, how we can keep up. Yeah. So my Instagram is a, is a place I hang out probably a little too much, but it's, that's at, at Beck underscore 41. Um, yeah, that, that's a good okay. place to find. That's me. perfect. That's perfect. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Thank and, you, Cassie. Um, we'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. You guys, I just love Becky. We dove into the world of accounting, unraveling the mysteries of financial statements, taxes, and how the right bookkeeper can make all the difference in your business. And it was enjoyable. (laughs) Whether you're an entrepreneur or just curious about the behind the scenes of financial planning, Becky's insights offer a clear and enlightening perspective. Her passion for being a true partner in her client's success resonated with me throughout our entire chat. As she mentioned, if you want to connect with her and learn more about her unique approach, you can find her on Instagram at Beck underscore four one. That's B-E-C-K underscore four one and see how she's making accounting accessible and engaging for businesses big and small. In honor of Becky's fond memories of her time in Ireland, we've paired this episode with a whiskey ginger. The whiskey represents the boldness and integrity that Becky brings to her work. Just as whiskey is distilled with precision and care, Becky's approach to bookkeeping is refined, deliberate, and full of flavor, naturally. The ginger's spicy kick, on the other hand, symbolizes the spark and excitement that Becky herself carries in making accounting relatable and understandable. Lastly, if you found this valuable and you loved it, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening platform. Your support helps me reach more listeners and continue bringing enlightening conversations like this one. Cheers to knowledge growth and a very well-balanced ledger. 